Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Goals, 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 lots of them. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Are we in a good mood? I, I would think so. 4-0 against West Ham, 4-0 against Swansea City. Man United at the top of the league, playing exciting football, taking chances, scoring goals, winning games. So we're talking both of those 4-0 victories. Giving you a youth roundup as the under-23s and under-18s both start their seasons as well as previewing another 4-0 victory against Leicester City. Oh, are we getting carried away? And no, we're not talking about winning the league that much. We're just talking about the goals. Jack? We, we couldn't ask for, for more after two games, could we? Not at all. Top of the league, two 4-0 wins, back-to-back. Perfect start. And not only getting the two wins was really important, but the way in which we've done it and the amount of goals that we've scored, I think has kind of allayed a lot of fears that fans had from last year. And, you know, we've added all that firepower up front, but we had that last year too. So I think it was a big worry for a lot of fans about whether... They would all gel, whether we'd actually be able to start scoring more goals. And all those fears have been put to bed in the last two games. Obviously, it is just the first two games and we were six from six last last season too. But I think it just looks a lot different this season. There's a different feel about the club. And even from what the players have been saying, it seems like the dressing room is A, much more united than last season. And B, there's so much more belief in there now. I think the Europa League success has done them the world are good. Mourinho seems back to his best as well. I can't remember seeing him so charismatic and so happy in interviews for ages, yeah. which is brilliant to see. So all looking positive yeah. at the moment. I mean, I mean that Mourinho point's a, a good one. When when did we last see Mourinho looking happy in a suit? It's all been Adidas trackies, hood up, sort of grim on the sideline. Um, yeah. And interviews. I mean, after the, I think it was after the Swansea game where he said about let the horses run free. You saw he had this little smirk on his face where he knew, I've got the back page story. <laughs> and he was like, that's that's the yeah. kind of thing we, we expect from a happy Mourinho. And I don't think we had, I think he was so focused on winning last year um, that he put everything to the side. His family was still living in London. He's living in a hotel. Everything being nice to me, gone. And it was all about, I need to get my status back and I need to get Man United's status back. And then I think after that Europa League win, that all just sort of came down. And now the walls come down. And he's in a better mood, and I think that is going to put United in a in a better frame of mind going forward. But I mean, I thought about, of talking about both games at once, but I think it's it's probably better to split them up because Swansea, the most recent win, was a a sudden flurry of goals, three in seven minutes, I think, and and all after the 80th minute mark, less than three in seven minutes, three in about four minutes. Um, we didn't play incredible football aside from the goals, whereas West Ham. We dominated, had the chances and took them and, and looked incredible at times. So different games. I mean, let's start with Swansea. I can't, I'm sure we haven't scored three goals that quickly for almost a decade, probably. That's the the sort of clinical nature of our attack was, I haven't seen that for, for years. 
yeah, I can't remember the last time we've gone and scored three goals in such quick succession. I've, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head and I can't. I, I really can't think of the last time we scored three goals in, I think it was like four four minutes and 30 seconds or something. Um, it was ridiculous. The game just kind of exploded. It was it was a strange game, actually, because the first half, I was I was actually a little bit worried because Swansea were creating a few good chances. Obviously, Ayu hit the bar in the first couple of minutes. And then it, it just looked in the second half like we were kind of taking it easy a little bit and not not really trying to uh, create enough. And we were quite happy to sit on a 1-0 one, one lead. But as soon as Swansea kind of switched things up, made a few substitutions and tried to chase the game, we just capitalised on it. And it was a perfect away performance in the end because we got the first half goal just about at the, right at the end of the first half. And we kind of wore Swansea down. We had quite a lot of possession without committing any errors and, and throwing too many bodies forward. And then as soon as Swansea switched up their tactics and tried to chase the game, and once the fatigue started setting in, then we pounced. And it was ruthless the way that we pounced. I mean, like we said, three goals in four minutes. In any game, that's just a ridiculous return. And it was nice to see Pogba and Martial get on the score sheet again. Uh, Lukaku, obviously, as well. It's a really, really big plus that those three all seem to be firing. Yeah, in the first two games, eight goals, or nine if you count the Real Madrid game, three games, nine goals. Almost a dream score. It's three for Lukaku, two for Pogba, two for Martial, um, and one one for Eric Bailly. I mean, it's it, it's that, that's who you want to score in terms of it, for getting confidence levels up and important for getting the media off the back. I mean, until the 80th minute or so, you weren't thinking this is this is vintage United. I mean, we weren't on the back foot far from it, but it, it wasn't it wasn't something spectacular. I mean, I, I think that's probably a positive. We had five or six chances, you'd say, and, and converted four. Compare that to, to last season when we were less clinical than I thought was humanly possible. And it, I mean, that's a, that's one of the main reliefs from the game. I wouldn't be surprised if we had 10 or 11 games this season where we're 1-0 at 80 minutes and suddenly it gets to 3 or 4-0 or we're 2-1 up and suddenly it goes to 4-5-1 or because it, it's about being ruthless in that last stages. And I saw... We'll move on to individual players in a bit because at the start of the season, it's quite interesting to do that. But I saw Monday Night Football after the game, um, which was a, a funny game with Rooney scoring at the Etihad on his on his return in an Everton shirt. But after the game, Gary Neville was talking about United and about Rashford and Martial. And now Martial's, I think he's got a goal or official assist every 11 minutes so, so far this <laughs> season. But he was saying the reason Martial is doing well is because Rashford has spent 80 minutes on both of the games just wearing the Swansea and West Ham defenders out and just yeah. pulling them apart and doing everything to mean that as soon as Martial comes on, their legs are sort of starting to feel a bit like Jeff Jelly. They're sort of waving about a bit and Martial can, can pounce and use his pace, which is fresh, to do it. So I think either way round, if yeah. Martial's starting or if Rashford's starting, if one of them's on the bench and is coming on for the other one, that's that's basically the dream substitution because you've got a really tired Swansea defence who now have to go for it as well, who aren't being protected by their midfield quite so much and you've got either Rashford or Martial two of the best young strikers in, in on the continent wearing them down and then the other one comes on and scores that's I mean that's perfect yeah you know obviously I think as fans we all we all want eventually Martial and Rashford to somehow be in the team together with Lukaku up front whether that will ever be possible I don't know but it's great that they're managing to almost it's going to sound weird, but they almost managed to form a partnership without ever being on the pitch at the same time because Rashford does the hard yards and then Martial comes on and, and basically um, makes the most of what Rashford has done to the defenders. I thought, 
I thought Rashford actually had quite a good game against Swansea. <laughs> yeah. He was a, a little bit rash at times, and obviously, his the great chance that he had from Mawson's poor um, header back, where he almost tried to dink it, but straight into Fabianski's hands was really poor. But generally, I think he he played pretty well. He's still showing the great flashes that we all kind of lo- fell in love with when he first burst into the team, which is really good. He hasn't lost any of that kind of raw, raw talent and and kind of raw instinct, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But it's a really, really positive start for him and for Martial. I, I do think Martial deserves a start at some point. I mean, you can't keep ignoring what he's doing when he comes on. But like, like you said, I think also Rashford's, Rashford's uh, role in that and what he's allowing Martial to do shouldn't be overlooked as well. Yeah, I mean, on Rashford, we'll, we'll start with him then. He's, he's got to improve his one-on-one finishing. I said in, in our review of, of pre-season that I've been really impressed by his one-on-ones. I think it was against City and Real Salt Lake. Maybe he scored two one-on-ones, basically the same style. But since the season kicked off, albeit, albeit only a couple of games, it's been a bit disappointing. I mean, that the the one against Fabianski that he sort of just toe-poked straight into his arms, that was Danny Welbeck-esque. Yeah. I'm thinking Welbeck against and, Manuel yeah. Moyer when it, yeah. It's... He he needs to choose his finishing more wisely. I, I mean, Rashford's better than Welbeck ever was, and will be a much better player than than Welbeck is and and was. But one on ones, he's got to be able to make his decision making much better, because you only get one of those chances. Probably one of I'm not saying you only get a chance every three games, but you only get one of those mistakes from a defence in the Premier League. You only get one of those. Def- mistakes from a defence where you're then put one-on-one with the keeper with some space and some time you probably only get one of them every three or four games and you've got to take them they're the they're the goals you've you've got to be scoring particularly if you're playing wide and suddenly you've been given that chance to to score particularly if you're trying to stake a claim to play up front in the future but overall another really positive performance from him barring that that one error and he is doing the dirty work at the moment Absolutely. I, I think it really helps Lukaku and um, Mkhitaryan that he's such a willing runner in behind because it just it just gives the defence another option to think about all the time. Rashford is so willing to make a great run that just forces the defence to turn and face their own goal. And it means that Lukaku can then come a little bit shorter if he wants to try and get more involved in the play. It gives Mkhitaryan a little bit more space for him to try and weave his magic Um and yeah, it's not always going to come off for Rashford. And like we said, he does need to improve his composure in front of goal. Because, And we'll come on to the West Ham game in a second. But even in the West Ham game, there were a few times where he had decent chances and his composure was just slightly lacking. But I think that will come the more experience he gets and the more he's in that situation. But generally, I think he's been, had two really positive performances. And I think to see that Mourinho is sticking with him um, in the starting lineup is really positive for him as well because it should give him a lot of confidence that Mourinho seems to be confident in what he can do and confident that he can play a really good role and really big role for us this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, Martial, as I said, goal or assist every eleven minutes so far. Does he does he now warrant a starting spot? You you'd say so, but then. So it's so far this season and during preseason, he's been managed by Mourinho, I think, perfectly. And credit to to both of them and the rest of the squad because he's answered Mourinho perfectly with the right performances and the right attitude. And Mourinho now seems to have faith in him, um, publicly backing him, 
And Mourinho said he's probably been helped by Lukaku, Pogba, Fellaini, that sort of French-speaking quartet that we had. Um, and that's that's a real positive. Um, I mean, his treatment, Mourinho's treatment of Martial has sometimes seemed a bit odd. Um, and I've criticised it. I think a lot of people have. It looks like that kind of tough love is paying off. I don't know if it's changed during pre-season or if it's just continued like that, but it looks like it's it's paying off and is is being balanced out with the correct amount of praise. Yeah, I, I think credit to Mourinho has to has to come now for, like I said, the way he has been managed in pre-season and the start of this season. He was given a decent amount of opportunities in pre-season and he seems to have taken them all. And I think it, it's also credit to Martial because it would have been very easy for people to or for a player to kind of realise they're not probably not going to be starting every game and just kind of give up and forget it and try and force a transfer. And there obviously has been a lot of speculation about that, I guess, because he hasn't been starting. But he's done so well because he's just kept his head down, he stayed focused, and any time he's been given an opportunity, he has taken it and he's proved to Mourinho what he can do. And so I think it probably is, he probably does deserve a start. It's just whether Mourinho thinks that Rashford can be dropped because... Unfortunately, neither of them can really play on the right-hand side very much, so it's difficult to try and get them in the yeah, same team. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if if they could play across the line, then you'd bring them in for, for probably Juan Mata. Um, I mean, or Mkhitaryan. The thing is yeah. with he's been anonymous for large portions of the games, but has four assists in two games and some great final balls through, those, those sort of threaded <laughs> balls through. I mean... So perhaps it's matter that has to be sacrificed. Mkhitaryan's a really odd one because because both Swansea and West Ham, apart from the free kick against West Ham and the assist and the two assists against Swansea, he didn't really do anything in the rest of the game. I mean, not only did he not do stuff, sometimes he lost the ball and, and he didn't look great. But can you sacrifice that, that kind of quality in the final third? Because it's it's a big thing to lose when you've got three very good strikers and, and other good finishers in the side. Well, I think against against West Ham, I think he was a lot better than he was against Swansea. He, I mean, he still wasn't running the game by any means, but I think he was a lot more involved than he was against Swansea. And he still was... His general play, I think, was still pretty good. Um, but yeah, against Swansea, he, he wasn't really involved too much. But then his composure in the final third, when he gets a chance, is incredible. He's just He knows exactly what pass to play... The, the perfect one I thought was Lukaku's goal. You know, Martial's running through. He's stumbling a little bit. And when I first saw Martial kind of start to stumble, I thought, oh, well, Mkhitaryan's going to take it off him and shoot. Or they're going to get in each other's way and tangle the legs and whatever. And I, I honestly, I didn't even notice Lukaku was, was open there. And Mkhitaryan had the composure to just slot it straight to Lukaku with a perfectly weighted pass and an easy finish. So I think it was brilliant for Mkhitaryan because... It, it, he seems to have such good awareness of where everyone is around him in the final third. Uh, and the same thing with the one to Pogba. I mean, that pass was a lot more obvious, but again, the weight on the pass was just so perfect. I think that's the big thing with him. Personally, I think that matter is a lot easier to sacrifice than Mkhitaryan because it, he just does give us something that no one else really gives us that precision in the final third. As good as Martial and Rashford are, sometimes their quality isn't up to standard and I think I think most people would kind of agree with that it's it's clear to see especially in Rashford's case I'd say he's a lot more inconsistent on that front and I, th- I think then it's important to have someone like Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan sorry, who's there to kind of provide that bit more composure and, the, and a bit more quality in the final third Yeah, let's move on to the, the two main men Nemanja Matic and Paul Pogba Starting with Pogba 
some absolutely filthy stuff. Has mugged off five or six players this season already. Two goals, um, almost half of his tally of last season already. <laughs> two great finishes and two very good performances with these stunning... The, the level of skill for a central midfielder, not an attacking midfielder. I mean, he, he attacks a lot now he's been given this freedom by Matic, but he's not an attacking midfielder. The level of skill for a central midfielder is astonishing. Yeah, it. Oh, I mean, you can see I don't even know what to say about him. Um, I think, especially the West Ham game. I thought the West Ham game he was better than he was against Swansea, and I mean he really did just completely run the game. All the, all the plaudits went to Matic, and rightly so because Matic was brilliant. But I mean, and it's what we've all been saying, what we've been saying on here for the last few weeks since Matic was signed. Just the freedom that Pogba is allowed now that Matic is there is so, so great to watch. And he is taking it by the scruff of the neck. Some of the skills that he pulled off against West Ham was absolutely fantastic. And I'm so glad that he's got goals in both games because and I, I don't really care that they weren't goals that, you know, they weren't the opening goals or whatever, although he was unlucky not to get the opening goal against Swansea. It, just the fact that he's getting on the score sheet and he's getting forward so much more is such a positive sign for us. And he seems to be creating such a good partnership with with Lukaku already. Obviously, they're such good friends off the pitch. And Henri was talking about this before the game on uh, on Saturday, in that you know you don't have to be friends with someone off the pitch to have a good partnership with them, but it does help so much because just just when they're you know hanging out together away from football, they're inevitably going to be talking about football and thinking about football, and just that time spent together translates so well onto the pitch, and it is really showing already. But yeah, I mean, Pogba has been brilliant. It's just, yeah, some of his performances have been insane. And I think you're right. It's, it's rare to see a central midfielder with such good skill. I, I, I genuinely don't think there's, I don't think there's any other midfielder in the world with the same yeah. skill set. I'm not, he, I don't think he's yet the best midfielder in the world. But I think in terms of just pure on the ball ability in terms of skills, not, he hasn't got the best passing. He's not the best shot, but just skill set, incomparable. And he's been allowed to show. He he did it at times last season. There was that incredible um, where he flicked it, head, shoulder, knee, uh, foot, high in the air against Anderlecht. And he did that twice in about two games last season. But he's been allowed to do it a lot more by by our new signing, Emmanuel Matic. And he did one similar against West Ham as well, where he just flicked it up onto his head as well. Take it away from uh, Obiang, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, Matic, nothing that made you reach sort of peak fulfilment like Rashford or Martial or all those popular skills we've just mentioned sometimes do. But I mean, as if this point hasn't been made by enough people already. Three games in in United shirt and is fulfilling what we expected of him absolutely perfectly. Genuinely covering and, and mopping up for Pogba gives him freedom to roam further forward. But I, he's doing better than I expected at what I expected him to do, if that makes sense. So I knew he would do this job. And he's doing better than I thought in terms of covering the defence and covering for Paul Pogba. But he's doing he's he's added something else as well, and that's these brilliant balls and, and some great dribbles in central and wide areas. I mean, if you look at um the the first West Ham goal where he creates a counter attack for the first goal, pressing really high up, taking matters into his own hands, being really self aware and going for that ball. So he starts a counter-attack there, but it's, it's not just that, because if you re-watch that Lukaku goal, Matic continues making a run right into the box, which draws West Ham apart. Rashford and Lukaku suddenly have more space, and, and Rashford can feed it through for Lukaku. He's got a bit more time, 
and then and then can slot it home in off the post. Uh, that that Matic run is, is genuinely really important in that goal. It's 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 not just the, the defensive part that Matic has provided us, and that's why everyone's so amazed by how well he's done so far. Oh yeah, absolutely. That the Matic run for the uh, Lukaku's first goal was brilliant, and and it completely set up the entire the entire goal because it pulled the fullback away. Allowed Rashford to then come inside, create the angle for the pass to Lukaku. Uh, yeah, uh, in the West Ham game, that was what, what really struck me. It, it didn't do it so much in the Swansea game. I think it was a much tighter, much scrappier affair. But in the West Ham game, some of his dribbles forward, the mazy runs that he was going on, is what really shocked me and, and really impressed me because it wasn't what I expected from Matic. There was one on the right-hand side of the pitch where he, he went past about five players um, on, the far, on the far touchline. That was just a, an absolutely brilliant run. Um, I think it's that side of his game that I really wasn't expecting. He's played some really really uh, neat football as well, getting in between the lines, getting people like Mkhitaryan and Mata on the ball in some really good areas. And it's been really, really good. Everything that we thought he might be good at, he, I think you're right, he's, ex- he's exceeded my expectations and what I expected him to be good at anyway. But then he's also shown this other side of him that maybe he hasn't shown that much in the last year or so. And it's really good to see that's coming out. And I think what was really important for me was, uh, you know, he did the interview um, a few days ago saying how important or how big of a factor Jose Mourinho was for him in coming back to United. And I think it was actually really important because it just shows me that he, you know, he really does want to be there and playing under this manager. He's not just there because he knew he would get game time and whatever. He genuinely wants to be at United because of, because of Jose. And that's so great because it just adds that little bit of motivation. And I think... That's probably a, a little bit of a reason why Jose is, seems to be so good as well because he's he's got the majority of his targets. He still says there's one more that he'd like to bring in. But he seems to have got his targets. He's reunited with Matic, who he clearly has a great relationship with. And it, it's just translating then onto the players as well because they seem to be in such a much better in such a good uh, good place. Obviously playing some brilliant football and it's just like the whole club seems to be in a very harmonious place at the moment. Yeah. There's, there's the dressing room is definitely very together, um, and it's it's partly because no no one in the team has been replaced, as in Matic isn't replacing Herrera, Carrick, Fellaini. He's a he's a very different player. Lukaku's not replacing any of the other strikers. He's replacing Ibrahimovic, who's injured, and Lindelof is coming in because we needed another centre back. Is I think Mourinho's shown his faith in his current players and in the the new players, and I think that's why everyone is is so content, even if they're not playing. the 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 last two players I want to speak about. Um, you can add someone else if you want. Phil Jones and Eric Bay. Starting off with with Jones, if um like if 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 he can stay injury free, he's getting into his groove, looking good alongside Bay at the moment. I mean, such are the are the worries over injuries for Jones that. Even if this good form for him continues, I'd still play him only once a week as much as we can. So if we've got a Champions League and a Premier League game, I'd just play him at one just in case. Because when he, when he's not injured, he actually is a good defender. When he can play four or five matches in a row, or four or five weeks in a row he can play, then he's, he's a very good defender and good enough to, to play for Man United. But he never can. So... I don't want us to go out and play him for six games in a row in one month 
just just be careful with him because if we can have him as a as one of our central defenders, he's great to have. And Eric Bay, first Man United goal, that wonderful smiles out again as he celebrated. Great reaction for the goal and great in defence again alongside Jones. I think we've always kind of known how good of a defender Jones can be. Whenever you know, obviously there's a lot of talk when we first signed him and Smalling that they're going to be, you know, future England pairing, future United pairing, and. Obviously, neither of them could really stay fit. But even when Smalling could stay fit, I think we all felt that Jones had more potential than Smalling, even if it was maybe more unfilled. And it's so great to see that he's able to get a few games under his belt in a row now. And he does seem to be forming a great partnership with Bayer. What I love about it is they're both so athletic between them. When when have you ever seen Bayer or Jones get outpaced? I mean... Both extremely, extremely quick, um, very good on the uh, on the ball as well. There's one one area where Jones really has improved over the last couple of years. When he first came, he was very hot headed on the ball. Uh, I'm sure we'll all remember when Fergie tried to use him in in midfield, and he had some some marauding runs forward, but he was never the most comfortable on the ball. And him and Bay are both very good on it now. He's really improved in that area. I mean, Eric Bay. What what can I say about Eric Bay? I don't really have a bad word to say about him. Um, He's been a brilliant sign-in, arguably Mourinho's best, honestly. I mean, for the money that we pay for him and how young that he is, he kind of came out of nowhere and has been absolutely brilliant for us. Uh, I saw a great thread on Twitter earlier, actually, of uh, of funny things that Eric Bai has done, and it was hilarious. He has some brilliant moments. Uh, personal favourite of mine has got to be when he tried to start a fight with Jamie Vardy over literally nothing um, last season. So hopefully we'll see more of that this yeah. weekend. But... You know, it's been a really, really solid partnership. Obviously, haven't been tested too much. I'm sure they'll get tested more against Leicester this weekend. But there's really, really positive signs at the back. I was actually thinking about this this morning in that, you know, I'd say in the last few years, even though we actually haven't conceded that many goals, a lot of that is down to the style of play that we've had and how defensive we've been for a lot of the time. But we actually now have very, very good personnel at the back. You look at Valencia by Jones... And then left back is still a bit of a problem area, but potentially Luke Shaw, if he came in and could hit top form, that is a very, very good back four, especially with David De Gea in goal as well, and, and Matic sitting right in front. Uh, we definitely have a very, very strong spine at the moment. And Victor Lindelof is, is being eased in, and some people seem to mind about that. Don't don't really care. Um, it's, it's not like we need him desperately at the moment, and... Almost every central defender that comes in from a European league or a South American league, either of them, needs a, a time to settle in and to, to adjust a bit. And Eric Bailly is, is one of the exceptions. At the end of the day, I, I'd rather I'd rather Lindelof be unused at, at the moment and get more time tra- uh, in training with the squad whilst we don't need him than him be like forced into the team because oh, you know the idea he's a new sign he has to play. And then have a few bad games, lose all of his confidence, and then kind of never, never recover. I'd, ra- I'd much rather him be eased in and get him more, uh, more a lot more used to the English game because, and it, it has become a bit of a cliche. People need time to settle in, but it is true. The Premier League is very different to any league, other league in the world, especially the Portuguese league, not being the most competitive league around. So I would much rather see him be used this way than be kind of forced into the team when a we don't need him and B, when he probably isn't ready. Yep, right. Lots to talk about at youth level. The under-23s kicked off their season with a 1-0 victory against Leicester, thanks to a wonderful Demi Mitchell free kick in the second half. On Monday this week, 
They drew 1-1 with Swansea at home with Luke Shaw and Ashley Young both playing 60 minutes in that game. Indy Boonen scored his first goal at under-23 level to equalise late on for United. The under-18 suffered a 4-2 defeat in their first game to West Brom in the under-18 Premier League. Despite those watching on at the baggage training ground claiming United were the better side, we went 3-0 down before half-time, conceded a fourth after the break before Aidan Barlow scored a penalty and Milan Bars, who we signed from Ajax last year, scored a consolation goal, his first on his under-18s debut in the 89th minute. The under-16s have been in Hong Kong training and playing friendlies against various sides. Incredible experience for that squad. United have a partnership with a a Hong Kong junior side and go over every year. Um, We beat Hong Kong Academy 7-0 in our first game and Hong Kong under-17, 3-2 in our second game. But as I say, um, wonderful experience for them. Flying out to Hong Kong, spending, I think it was about a week over there, new culture completely different culture and getting to play against against some sides and train in a different environment as well in low news dean henderson has been in good form for shrewsbury town the under 20 world cup winning keeper has also signed up with umbro in the last couple of weeks sam johnston has been in action for steve bruce's aston villa as their number one keeper regan paul has made his northampton debut though he's yet um understandably to make himself first choice center back paul's under good guidance having rejoined with a manager who gave him his senior debut at newport county when he was 16 or 17 before he joined United. Um, Cameron Borthwick-Jackson has joined Leeds United on loan and Timothy Fossumenta has impressed so far on loan at Crystal Palace. His physicality, pace and ball playing attributes being demonstrated already at Selhurst. Uh, Fossumenta, Jack, superb so far for Crystal Palace. It's been absolutely brilliant, uh, especially, I mean, obviously Palace didn't have a great start against Huddersfield, but he was brilliant in that game. I watched a lot of it and he played really, really well. Obviously, the one kind of highlight real moment was his great goal-saving tackle but the entire game he was a lot more he was a lot more solid than basically the rest of the uh, of the palace team i think this loan will do him good there's no point in him sitting on the bench all season waiting to play in the league cup it's much better of him to go and play at another premier league club and it's not a premier league club where he it is it's like the lowest of the low in the premier league with no disrespect to some others but palace are a decent standard frank de boer is a good coach and will hopefully teach him a lot. So I think it's a really good move for Fossi Mensa. There was a lot said on Twitter. I can't remember which journalist was talking about it, but a journalist just after the loan move got announced was saying how this is all part of Mourinho's kind of three-step plan for, for Fossi Mensa was to keep him on the sidelines for a year, um, kind of get him integrated with the first-team squad, then send him out on loan before bringing him back when he's hopefully ready to, to join the first team. So hopefully the loan continues to work out well for him. I think it's a really good move for everyone involved at the moment. Yep. Um, I think that was Sam Teague from Bleacher Report. He said that. I, I, I didn't know if I if I agreed with that. I think I'm not sure this was all completely planned, but I think it's a good, it's, it, it's one of the better loan moves he could have had, particularly staying in England and staying in the Premier League under a good manager, as you say. Leicester City coming up Saturday, 5.30 kickoff. Um, Predictions? I mean, it's got to be 4 now, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, how can we go with anything else, really? We're going to go through the whole season like this, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it will be another 4 nil, But the way that we've been playing, I, I am expecting a win. Uh, I mean, hopefully it will be another 4 nil or something as comfortable as that. We'll see. Uh, I'm checking the odds for us to win 4 nil, And it, uh, again... It looks like it's roughly thirteen to one, which is—I mean—that's worth a punt to be thirteen to one. Put a couple of quid on that. 
Um, yeah. Makes your day even better if we win four 0 I would, I would love to have seen what the odds would have been uh, before the season started for United to win both their opening for two games four 0 Yeah, would have been absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm, the literal, the literal odds weren't probably that that huge, but I, was, I mean, if you did a, a request a bet on that, I think you would have done all right. Um, yeah, we've we've got one question this week. We've answered it. It's about uh, how Fossimens is being a, 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 I quote, a beast. That's Crystal Palace. Um, in fact, we've just got another one in. There's been a lot of talk of Martial not starting, but not much about Herrera. Should he be just a squad player or does he deserve more? Asks at Heinlin. I'll let you go first on that. Personally, I I am not too worried about seeing Herrera on the bench. I, I, I really like Herrera, as do most United fans. He's definitely a fan favourite. But at the end of the day, he isn't a world-class player. Uh, not not saying necessarily that that Matic is, but I don't think there's currently in the setup that we're playing a great role for him. He can't he can't do Matic's role or Pogba's role as well as either Matic or Pogba, and he can't do Mkhitaryan's role as well as Mkhitaryan. So it's very tough to see a place where he would get in the side at the moment in the current setup that we're using. And to be honest, whilst we are playing this setup, I don't think he he deserves a place in the team based on what he can do and what the current starters can do. He's a very, very good option to have on the bench and to obviously he will still get a lot of game time, I'm sure, in uh, in the League Cup and uh, especially once we start having to rotate a lot more when the Champions League starts as well. And rightly so, he deserves that time. He's been a very, very good player for us. But ultimately, at the moment, he doesn't make it into our strongest eleven. I think that that's what we have to, have to think about it at the moment, no matter how much of a fan favourite he might be. There's not a place for him in the games that we have at the moment. Um, and there could well be in the coming month when we play. I don't know. I don't know what game is best for him to come into, but it's certainly not these small games where we've got Pogba and Matic working so well together and then you've got 4-2-3-1. Perhaps when we, when we start playing a three-man midfield, yeah. slightly more defensive than Herrera's energy and uh, sort of snideness will come into handy <laughs> um, but at the moment there's there's no worries over that for, for me that's all we have time for on the Manchester United weekly podcast thank you very much for listening sorry we were away for a couple of weeks um, we'll be back at the start of September after we beat Leicester City 4-0 or the very end of <laughs> August take our goal difference up to 12 and, and we'll be well top of the league we'll basically have won it by then to be honest but yeah just remember we, we won three our first three games last season. I think City won their first ten last season, and um, yeah, they finished fourth. So we're, we're not we're not talking about the league title yet, but it's been a it's been a very fun start to the season. We look very good. We're scoring goals, winning games, playing good football, and all of our best players are are playing like they're our best players. So that's that's certainly a positive. You can find Jack on Twitter at at UCD Tate's T A I T. And you can follow me at, at Harry Robinson sixty four or the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod P O D. Um, thank you very much for listening. Have a great week. Look forward to that Leicester game. It's funny looking forward to United games again. Goodbye.
Podcast Network.